Hi everyone, welcome back to Authentically Speaking. Today I have with me my dear friend, Krista Lynn from Krista Lynn Designs. Krista and I have been friends now for a few years. Um, she's taught me so much about beads, numerology, and we just connected instantly. We always run things past each other, um, professionally, personally, and she's such an amazing human being. Welcome, Krista, to Authentically Speaking. If you can't put your heart in it, take yourself out. Welcome, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the episode as much as I did. Hello there. Hi, Mary Beth. How that- are you, Krista? That- I'm good. Good. Welcome, welcome to Authentically Speaking. I'm so happy to have you. Well, thank you so much for um, inviting me to do this. I'm very excited about it. Of course. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Can you just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself for those who don't know you? Sure, sure. Um, again, I'm Krista. Um, sometimes I go by Krista Lynn. Um, used to be a um, corporate woman. And then um, about, say, 18 years ago, um, kind of was divinely guided to let that part of me go. And um, now I've been doing um, jewelry as well as sharing my passion and purpose through that, as well as creative spiritual workshops. I'm also a single mom of two amazing boys. Um, Alessandro is 12 and Luce is 10. Um, I love what I do. I believe that we all have the answers within and I feel that my passion and purpose is to share and inspire and uh, coming from the place where um, I've learned um, and gained knowledge of things that inspired me through my journey after I left the corporate world. So um, it's not like work to me. It's more like, again, a passion and a purpose. Yeah, that's all. So was it challenging to leave the corporate world? A lot of people, you know, struggle with that. Like, I, I know a lot of talented people that, you know, do a lot of things on the side, but they're the nine to five and they want to take a risk, but they're too scared. So was it, was it hard for you to do that? Actually, um, I had no plan in place when it happened. I was working in New York City. I was, um, I guess I started in this corporation. Um, I worked for a company called IMI Systems, which was part of Olsting, which was like a temporary staffing um, industry. And I started as an admin person to the group of recruiters and then worked my way up in about oh my gosh, I would say three years to the director of recruiting where I was managing (laughs) the recruiters. So um, during that time, like my life, I lived, breathed, everything was my job, you know, no social life, just really put everything into it. And then um, started towards the end of the three years was getting sick a lot, my belly, you know, um, just wasn't feeling right. It was, I was having a harder time getting into work. My mind was not there. And I had gone, gone into my boss's office and we had like a huge project that we were staffing for Chase, 
we needed a lot of like technical service representatives and she called me down to her office and, you know, I kind of took some notes and everything and, um, walked was, you know, my office was all the way at the other end of the hall. I walked halfway out. I turned around, walked in and said, I don't think I can do this anymore. Wow. And I had no idea what was coming next. I really think that if your body is telling you that it's not right and you don't listen to that and the signals coming, I mean, your body is your house. It is your temple. It is something that you, you know, should nourish. And I just was not nourishing it. And, you know, the words just came. I really feel that I was divinely guided to, um, to leave and nothing was, I was, I had no fear. I just, I was making good money. It was right around the year 2K when um, things were rolling over to the new systems. And, um, you know, they flew in the CEO and, oh, is it money? Is it this? Is it that? And I said, no, I just, I can't do this anymore. And right then and there is when I swore I'd never go back. (laughs) And then how long before you started um, your jewelry design? Well, I did about... I would say I did a yoga teacher training, you know, after, um, I quit, I, um, not necessarily to teach other people, but more to, um, you know, find some answers for myself. What was my passion? What was my purpose? Open myself, you know, become vulnerable to that and, um, traveled throughout Europe by myself. Oh, wow. Met up some, with some friends over there. And then I was, Mary Beth, I was really curious. Like, I was like, I really wanted to dig deep and say, okay, what's next? And um, I fell in love with this place in New York City called the Learning Annex. And my mom was very much a part of this with me as well. She'd come with with me to these um, seminars and stuff. And my mom was a big, uh, you know, corporate person. Um, she was a single mom as well. So growing up, you know, you think, oh my God, I got to follow in my mom's footsteps, you know, right. her strength, her, you know, everything. And, um, I tried it, you know, yeah. um, and then I, um, started going to the learning addicts and the first workshop or author that I met was a woman by the name of, um, Julia Cameron. And she wrote a book called the artist's way. And I fell in love with that book. Um, really started doing the morning pages and just dumping a lot of stuff off every morning in terms of what I was feeling. If it was, if I was upset, if I was happy, if I was, um, concerned or just everything, you know, that was on me. And it really became freeing to allow myself to be open and vulnerable to receive what was next for me. So I don't, I think if we don't release all of that, then Mm -hmm. we can't really bring in we can't fill our cup, if that makes sense. And No, it makes perfect sense. And for anyone who's listening, who is, you know, in a job that they are miserable. I mean, I know so many people that are, you know, every morning they wake up, they're, you know, they're sick to their stomach or yeah. every Sunday night they're, I remember my sister when she was in Manhattan, every Sunday night she would get horrible stomach aches and just miserable. I'm like, that's no way to live. I know. I know. And eventually, you know, it's, it's going to connect mind, body, spirit is going to connect and just to allow yourself to be open and just dump the stuff that is not working, whether it's through journaling, whether it's through 
exercise, whether it's through meditation, whatever it is, just to kind of release. Because if you don't release it, I really feel that you can't fill up, if that makes sense. Yeah, so that book was a big, like, would you recommend that book? Highly, highly. Um, So it's Julia Cameron's book, um, The Artist's Way. And the biggest thing that um, comes out and what she spoke about in the seminar, the workshop was, you know, jump in the net will follow. You know, there's a huge risk. There's huge fear. You know, like you don't want to leave the corporate stable job. You don't want to leave the benefits. You don't want to do that. But if you turn it around and you look at all the contributions that you give to an organ organization. And one thing I looked at is like, oh my God, I went from being an admin all the way up to a director. Like, you know, you kind of look at it and be like, oh my God, I am capable of things. Mm -hmm. And I did this for a company. You know, I can do it for myself. And then I just kept saying, well, what do I want to do? So then that led me to, again, more curiosity. I was dumping a lot of stuff in my morning pages. You know, I was releasing a lot of stuff. I was also finding what, what made me happy. And in that interim, I started like getting a calling to like go to the local craft store and go to the local ceramic studio and started playing with pottery and making wind chimes. And then I took a piece from the wind chime and made it into a piece of jewelry. And then start, people started seeing it. Where did you get it? Oh, I made it. And then that just kind of, I want to have a jewelry party, you know, and that just kind of, you know, transpired. And after that kind of sparked, there was another author that showed up at the Learning Annex. And her name is um, Barbara Sher. And she lives in New York City and has an amazing assistant, um, Andrea Reese. And she wrote several books. And one of the books that really helped me pinpoint, like, what my perfect day would be like, what would I be wearing? What would I, what would the environment be? Like, really tough questions to really Mm -hmm. make you look at yourself. And that was, um, I could do anything if I only knew what it was. It's a little book, you know, with various exercises you know, so I started going through that. And then she started having success teams based on a book she wrote called Wishcraft. And it's basically a group of strangers that get in a room and start throwing out all of their wishes. Like, what would they do if they had the, if money was no object? What would you do if, if time was no object? You know, like really getting deep with these questions. And then you know, you were accountable with one of the strangers, like they would check in on you, and you'd have a list of things to do. And again, that biggest thing that came or mantra that came for me from that was isolation is the dream killer. So if I don't speak about what it is that I want, how am I going to receive it? And that led me into vision boards, and numerology, and then all of this stuff kind of swirled together in those four years. And then I would say, right before My second child was, well, I think uh, my second child, Luce, was born. I had the idea, oh, my God, I got to create workshops of the things that inspired me. I think more people need to see this. I need to share this. And that's when the mala beads came out and vision boards came out. And then I met an amazing woman, uh, Janet Gable, and she taught me everything about numerology. And we did some workshops together. And then she kind of just like, gave me the wings to fly and do it on, do it on my own. And that's how it all kind of got wow. there. <laughs> and it, you know what? You do an amazing job. And oh, thank you. I love your workshops and you know that everyone that has attended them loves them as well. 
Thank you. You're you're very inspiring and your story is inspiring. And I hope that, you know, people who listen to this, who are struggling with leaving that nine to five misery, um, you know, will go for it. Yeah. My biggest, you know, message, if anything, if anyone can take it away is that they have to release, you know, um, anything that's weighing heavy on them. And journaling is wonderful or typing it out or just speaking it into your phone. Like you have to have a form of release. Like once you release it, you allow new stuff to come in. But if you keep bringing in the negative, you're going to attract negative. If you keep, if you bring in the positive, you know, so one thing is to do the work and the work is going to be different for everybody, you know, um, but that's, you know, like doing the mala beads or the vision board or just, really tuning into what it is that a person wants and needs and values, you know, that just, you could start there. Yeah. And it's not, it, it's not only for jobs. It's also for relationships, right? Like Absolutely. Marriages. Like oh a lot of people struggle with their marriage. They're unhappy in their marriage and they stay in it because they don't, they're nervous and they're scared. Oh, but that's another topic that we're yeah, going to have this weekend. Whole, yes. <laughs> that's a whole nother thing. And there, there, there can be beauty and blessings, you know, in all of that. It's just how, you know, we look at it and, and everything. So now what are the, explain the Malabeads to people who are not familiar with the purpose and the meaning. Sure. Sure. Them. So um, I'll first start with how um, mala beads affected me and why I'm so um, connected to them and why I like to teach them is when I did the yoga teacher training in Queens um, at the Queens Yoga Institute with this great guy. His name was was Chris Lanzaro and he gifted us mala beads. And um, this was towards the end of the training, but like during the training, you know, they teach you to meditate, you know, and sit, you know, comfortably you know, um, take your thought, put it on a cloud, send it on its way, focus on the breath. And I had a very, very, very hard time. You know, as much as I would try, I'm like, oh, I'm going to try it again. I'm going to try it again. I'm an Aries. I am very much in my head. I have so much stuff always going on, analyzing it to the fullest. You know, I needed something to kind of touch and to bring me back. And that was the beauty of this gift. Um, that the mala beads were for me is that I know I have to commit, you know, and touch something. And it was a tangible piece that I could use in a meditation process. So mala beads are basically um, a string of beads that consist of 108 beads. And you use those beads to um, work with a mantra or work with your breath. And there's 108 beads. And the reason 108 is the religions and cultures that use the mala believe that if you say the same thing or work on the same thing a hundred times or more, it resonates in your heart and it resonates in the universe. And then they kind of give you eight beads just in case you mess up on your mantra. Like we're not, we're not perfect. So if we're working on forgiveness and we're like, I am forgiveness, I'm forgiveness. And then your mind can go like, I'm not freaking forgiving anybody. (laughs) So, you know, you have to like, they give you kind of that, um, that leeway and um, it's a beauty um, or a beautiful thing to incorporate. Cause if you don't use it for the prayer aspect where you're touching each bead and repeating your mantra, cause you're saying the same mantra or you're breathing on each bead, you know, so it, it allows you to commit and to focus. Um, or you can simply use the mala beads for wear. 
So having them around your neck um, and the way I teach them, we use them with elastic cord. You can wear it on your wrist, but it definitely is a talisman that kind of brings you back and it connects you to the law of attraction, which is, you know, you see something, so you see it so many times, you start to believe it and then you receive it. So life gets busy and um, I've never wanted to teach it in a religious sense or this is the way that it has to be done. Mm-hmm. You know, my mission is, is, and purpose is basically to say that this is a wonderful tool that could help you with anxiety, depression, focus, calming your mind. And it's this, these are ways that you can use it. And then, you know, each person, I give them the tools and then they, they kind of tap into their toolbox and say, well, this works for me or this doesn't work for me. And they kind of mold it into their own. Yeah. And they work for me. That's for sure. I mean, I have, what do I have? One, two, three, four. I think I'm at, I'm at, I think I'm at five now, but you know what? Each mala, and they're all from you mm-hmm. um, that I mean, and each mala is for, you know, something different. And right when I need it, I wear that, wear it and I meditate with it. So what do I have on right now? I have my balance one on right now. That um, was your most recent one. That was my most yeah. recent. Yep. Um, I have one for health. I have one for my kids. I love that. One for the business, you know, so they have been, you know, I, I can't go anywhere without them. So I thank you for teaching me. Um, You're welcome. And, you know, may everything that works for me, I share it with as many people I, as I can. So oh, you're welcome. I, I thank you for that for sure. So I love them. They're, they're great. And so you, such a beautiful process of making your own. I mean, you can purchase, you know, mala beads and boutiques and, and yoga studios, but um, putting your energy into them and trusting in that you choose the right beads, the right stones. Um, you know, my message, you know, is I believe that we all have the answers within. And I kind of just guide you through an experience where you trust, you know, our subconscious is where that inner voice or that inner critic or whatever that is inside is really a true map. And if we can connect to that, you know, you build trusting in yourself and that's where, you know, you connect to that truth about yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. and what your heart wants and what you need. And, you know, society can tell us what we think we need or a partner can tell us or our friends can tell us what we need. But deep down inside, we know what we need. And I kind of just bring you to an experience where you kind of tap into that. Yeah. So everything that we just spoke about with leaving like the nine to five job, like a Malabib would be a great tool. Yeah. And a a reminder, you know, hey, you know, like peace and calming, you know, it's this isn't working for me, you know, so how do we create more peace and calming? And, you know, I hear it a lot in my workshops, like, oh, my God, how did you do this, Krista? How are you not working in the corporate world? And I kind of just, you know, trusted the process and, you know, was open and, you know, made sure that I didn't shift to the negative, you know, but I, we're human. Sometimes we're going to go to the negative side, but um, just kind of turning it around. And, you know, I have my inner demons. I have my inner conflict. I'm not a perfect person, you know, but, um, my mission here is pretty much to share what's worked for me and to give people the tools and um, the talismans to support them. And that to me is pure job <laughs> satisfaction, you know? Yeah. It's, you know, same with what I do, right? Yes. With yoga. Yeah. And it's with, you know, finding people like you 
to, to share, yeah, to help because, you know, we're both single moms and I quit my nine to five too. And people are like, well, if you're not making a lot of money, why are you doing it? It's like, I'm helping people and I've helped myself through this. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's not, I mean, I always, I was saying in the beginning, I was like, it's not about the money, but you know, I do have to support my kids. I do have to support myself. It's more about what I'm doing, you know, like that is, is my real truth. And I know that one of um, the quotes that is so important to me is, you know, if I can't put my heart in it, I'm going to take myself out of it, you know, and that's where the heart can radiate so much love and everything. And you'll just attract more of it, you know, so that um, it does come in abundance, whether it's the, the happiness, the joy, the money, you know, but my purpose is many much to make sure I'm being true to myself, you know, right. And that's, that's what's important. I love that. I love that quote. I have it written down, but now we just, uh, we just, (laughs) we just touched on, but it's such a great quote though. If you cannot put your heart in it, take yourself out of it. Yeah. If my heart wasn't in what I do a hundred percent, it wouldn't work. You know, it's all about passion and you can't teach passion. No, no, I, 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 you can't. And that quote is, um, something that I put on my biography on my website. And, um, I think it was in one of like Ani DeFranco's songs or something like that, but, um, it really connected to me when I heard it so, so long ago. And it really means to me is that whenever you commit yourself to something, your satisfaction should always come first. Not your parents' expectation, not your significant other's expectation, your friends or society. And if any of that comes before your, you know, the satisfaction of it, then you're not committed to it. You're not being true to yourself. And you shouldn't do it. And I, I always go, you know, stem back um, to William Shakespeare too, is to thine own self be true. You know, if it doesn't feel right, you know, we'll continue to be tested until we're no longer triggered. You know, so if we repeat to go, you know, keep going through the same test, then our truth is being questioned, you know, or like, is this really what we should be doing? So it's, it's about commitment to yourself. You know, that's it. It's commitment. Yeah. And some days aren't easy, but you got to keep going, you know? Yeah. No. And, you know, especially with creativity, I know with, with you owning a yoga studio and me doing jewelry and workshops, like you never want to force creativity because then you're coming from a different place. The heart is, is not in full effect. You're coming from a place of worry or, you know, anxiety, just feelings that are not going to promote the best part of you. And that's where you have to take that time to just rest. And, you know, I'm ready to receive more, you know, when when will this, you know, happen and yeah, I agree. I yeah. agree. I know a lot of people that give up way too soon. Yeah, yeah. It's a process and you got to trust it. You can't, you know, focus on the outcome. You have to focus on the journey of it, the present moment of it, and just be open to receive. Welcome back. Hello. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. Good, good, Doing good. good. How are good. you? I'm good. This wind is crazy today. Yeah. <laughs> I know it was so scary last night. Also, it was it's like, yeah, it's only 20 miles per hour, but it seemed like so much more. <laughs> and it's just not stopping. 
no anyway no welcome back everyone i have krista back with me we took a little day break in between so we are going to continue um we've had some uh multiple experiences with other people stealing our intellectual property logos your workshop descriptions designs class descriptions are just a few um so what are your thoughts on this topic my friend (laughs) well um i guess i'll you know go back to that quote we talked a lot about you know if you can't put your whole heart into it take yourself out of it and um i understand you know that people will attend a workshop or get an idea and then they will automatically just like go to the internet or go and search and like, well, somebody has already done it, you know, I'll, I'll just copy that. And, um, you know, we learned this back when we were younger and we did papers and stuff and we had to footnote and document and say, and give credit to where, (laughs) you know, we got the information um, Mm -hmm. because it's called plagiarism. Um, but I was very um, disheartened by it. Um, I never was the person to go and be like, well, what's everybody else doing? But what's interesting is I had done a workshop in um, Maplewood and a woman came up to me and said, oh, are you offering this workshop in Bloomfield? And I'm like, no, you know, I, 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 that doesn't ring a bell. And um she says, oh, it's the same exact thing. So that kind of triggered me to like look and be like, oh, okay, let me see what this is all about. And it was just like everything was the same, you know, like she just took her name out, you know, and she used the stuff that we did. So, you know, I think the immediate reaction that I got um, was like, I felt like my heart was ripped out. Like I felt like my baby was taken. You know, Mm -hmm. like I've been doing these workshops and jewelry for about 13 years. Um, And, you know, it's something that I worked very hard to, you know, to do. And um, it just is very like it just pulls at your heart a little bit that someone would do that. You know, I I understand that people have the ideas and they feel that they can do it. But, you know, find your voice, find your passion and make it your own. And with social media these days you know, you pretty much can do anything. And someone says, well, I can do that, you know, and, but to really step back and say, like, you know, who am I? What is my authenticity? Um, What uniqueness do I give? If I have this idea, how do I make it my own? You know, it's a great form of flattery, you know, someone looks at that. And I, I go more towards that than being competitive or anything. Um, But, you know, the right people, will, you know, turn and, and say, hey, I'm sorry I did that. You know, they'll, they'll be accountable for it. But there's also many other people that won't do it. So um, it's, you know, my biggest thing is it's just very disheartening. You yeah. know, and yeah. my message is if you do see something that someone else does, like really like kind of take a, some time in a moment and be like, that, um, you know, do in terms of my creativity and everything and how do I put my spin on it? So, right. And I also think that it's part of being authentic. Yes. Um, yes, exactly. What and, we're you know, talking about. <laughs> yeah. And what it is, is like, if people are having a hard time figuring out who they truly are, 
you know, they need to figure that out first. And then maybe their creative minds will start flowing, you know, like it took me a long time to figure out who I am. And then all of a sudden, like once I did all of these things, just kind of they everything that I've done and that you've done is coming from the heart. Yes. Yes. Right. The non-intimidating yoga studio came from not me wanting to create a tagline. It's how I feel and felt about yoga. Yeah. And And how it related to you, you know, and how you share that out. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, so now, I mean, listen, it's going to happen. Um, And it's hard to, like you say it, we've talked about it many times and people will still say it to me, take it as, you know, it's flattery, but it's still so hurtful. Absolutely. It's it's wrong. You know, it's, it's not something that I would ever do. And if I did see an idea, you know, or something I would, you know, again, take it. What does this mean for me? What is my truth? What is my authenticity? with this, um, you know, because it's not rocket science. There's many yoga teachers, there's many people doing workshops, but how do you bring your truth and your authenticity into that um, environment? And um, I read an unbelievable quote, um, Danielle Laporte, she's one of my favorite authors and motivational speakers. um, And she quoted this guy, Henry Rollins, and said, knowledge without mileage equals bullshit. (laughs) so if you don't do the work um you know it's not going to last long you know what I mean it's like it's going to be like a trend (laughs) like oh I can do it the money you know and people stem from different you know um feelings and and what's making them you know do it like a woman who had copied one of my necklaces you know, she sent me a message and said, in all honesty, I got greedy. And hey, thank you for your honesty, you know, but it kind of is just like, wow, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. um, you know, I appreciate it. So I said, wow, it took a lot for her to acknowledge and be accountable for it. And I said, you know, thank you so much for your honesty, you know, and I wish her well, I say a prayer. And it's just, again, the word is disheartening <laughs> you know, in yeah, terms it- of that. No, it it definitely, it's so, it is heartbreaking, but I think that people that also do these things have to work extra hard at it because it's not from their heart. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And it won't last either. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be a trend, you know, um, it'll be something that, uh, they think that they can do and then they'll move on to the next and Hey, that's great. You know, they're curious, they're inspired, but you know, you've been doing this so long, I've been doing this so long. And like, again, it's, and you said it best, it comes from our heart. If you cannot put your heart into it and take your, take yourself out of it. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. But it's nice that we have each other to kind of when these things do happen, we, we call each other and <laughs> yeah, cry. Did and, you see and, that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 And you know, the best, you know, cause I had it with my logo, not just on, uh, one of your workshops. Um, so they double whammied us. They used your workshop with my logo. Yes. Um, yeah. But then my logo was actually used as the announcing yoga classes in a public place. Oh my. But God. just saying yoga classes here, and it wasn't locally 
and someone saw it and said, are you going to be teaching here? And I'm like, no, <laughs> why? <laughs> and they're like, well, it's, it has your yoga, your logo. And it says I yoga know. classes. So they automatically thought that I was going to be there. Um, yeah. It, it's, you know, I think, um, What's interesting is that we were both made awareness by, you know, people that we've touched, you know, Mm -hmm. people that we've come in contact with. And like I said in the beginning, like, I don't go actively searching for it. You know, like, if it comes to my attention, then I'm going to do the research again, because it's like throwing your baby out there and then like not caring for it, intending to it. But if it, you know, comes to my awareness, I'm going to do the due diligence and be like, hey, you know this is what's up, you know, please take it down, <laughs> you know, yeah. and um, you have to, you know, you have to protect your, your property. And you, it's, it's so important to do. And I, I'm luckily, luck, lucky. I have a very good attorney as well. Yes. So, yes. I mean, unfortunately you have to go that route sometimes. Yes. Yeah. So, so to close out our episode here yes you are the queen of numerology in my opinion (laughs) (laughs) thank you and we've done the workshop um at suka which Mm -hmm. was great um can you share like can you tell me my spiritual number i sure can um so your spiritual number or your life path number is basically um you know the sum of your month your day and your full year so you had mentioned that your birthday was in July, right? Yep, July nineteenth, yeah. and then the year is nineteen seventy one. So um, I was taught numerology by an amazing woman, Janet Gable. Um, I went to college thinking I wanted to be an accountant because I love numbers, and after one semester of accounting, I was like, "Oh hell no, <laughs> that's not what I want to do." You know, I was always able to remember, you know, addresses, phone numbers, you know, like I had a big, you know, they just came back. I saw numbers a lot. So after I left my job, I was at a, um, like a holiday dinner at um, a yoga studio and we were at the table and Janet Gable said to me, she's, she's a wonderful woman. She does yoga. Um, She used to uh, do astrology and uh, tarot. Um, but she looked at me and she goes, I'm going to teach you everything about numerology. And I'm like, Oh my God, yes, please. You know? So we did a, a wonderful course, a six week course, very intense. And then, you know, um, after I did the Mala workshop, she worked with me and we did a couple numerology workshops together just for me to get the feel of it and everything. And, um, so that was like my whole thing and how I started getting into numerology and also putting it out there because the numbers inspire us just Mm -hmm. like crystals give off energy numbers give off energy so we are born with a life path and the life path is basically um, a number that never changes it's with you for life and um, it's basically the central focus of your existence or a major lesson that needs to be learned in this lifetime So it pretty much connects you to your desires, your traits, um, just stuff that kind of the lessons along this journey of life. So when we add up your uh, month, your day, and your year, we come up with a number eight. And eight is all about power and abundance. Okay, so basically, you're a very magnetic person. 
you're a great leader, you're an organizer, and you're, you're really able to see the big picture of things, okay? Um, eight is also about um, managing people, like on a large scale, big projects. Eight energy does very well with other people's money, you know, like being able to manage it. Um, you also have um, basically a, um, you do everything with like larger than life. So you're strong, you're physically and emotionally strong. And sometimes it can be tested and you're very um, passionate about what you do. Um, and you secretly would like to make a great deal of money or be in a position of power, meaning owning something. Mm-hmm. And you basically use all of these advantages in service to the higher good. So that is the beauty of the eight is that not only will you be, because you're made up, it's made up by a one and a seven. So very much being independent, but also sharing all of your wisdom and all of your knowledge for the greater good. Does wow. That, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That, that, that. That makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) So some people will be, you know, like when you do their numbers, they're like, no, that's not me. But remember, um, it's all how you look at it. It could be a lesson, you know, like if you're not good managing people and you're an eight, then your lesson is to find the resources to support you and bringing that energy more to life and more abundant. If that makes sense. Uh, Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. I love it. I can't wait to do another one at the, um, at Suka for sure. So you do Malibu workshops and the numerology workshops. Yes. And I also do, um, vision board workshops, which we haven't done yet at Suka. We have to no, do no. Yeah. And I, I, um, I've been doing those for about, um, 13 years too. Um, and talk about, you know, the law of attraction and, um, pretty much open you up to a vulnerable experience. You know, I never wanted to run the workshop for a vision board where I just bring you a bunch of magazines and you start flipping through the pages because you kind of, you could get distracted. You'll like stop and you'll read the article or you'll, you'll find yeah. a recipe, you know. So I kind of bring, I put a, my own little spin on it, um, which makes you where you don't have to bring anything. You don't have to search for anything. And I just kind of open you up to, again, my message, you know, for all of my workshops is to, um, guide you through a creative experience where you trust in your voice. I believe that we all have the answers within. And I yeah. just kind of encourage you, you to dig deep and um, be open to that space, that vulnerable space of the subconscious. Uh, I, 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 we got to get something on the calendar for that too. Okay. As well as, as well as our Mala and Merlot, we need to uh, <laughs> yes. reschedule yes. that. I wanted to announce it on this episode, but you know what we'll do is when we hang up, we'll, look at our calendars and yes and yes. get another one on there for sure because that's always been a great night at Suka. yes um, yes it's been awesome so can you share with our listeners how they can find you on social media sure um i'm on facebook under um crystalline designs um i also have another company where um i basically have created mala bead kits and that is called the art spa and that's also on Facebook under the Art Spa. And um, I basically market those kits all throughout the United States. I'm also on Instagram as Crystalline Designs and um, the underscore Art Spa underscore Instagram as well. Um, and I'm also on YouTube. I do have under Crystalline Designs and that has a bunch of videos. Um, like if you were to ever purchase the kit, like it shows you how to knot it up, you know, um, 
and secure it. And then as well as some videos like on the jewelry that I created and stuff. Oh, that's, I didn't know that. That's great. So if someone wanted to make their own mallow beads and wasn't around here or couldn't attend a workshop, they would order the kit. Yeah. Your website and watch the video on your YouTube. Correct. Wow. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's great. That's that's good to know. Yes. I did it here and I said, I have to offer this, you know, to other people, you know, and that's when I got my mission, you know, said it, it works. It's just such a beautiful process to create your own mala beads and um, set your intention to it and either use them for wear or for prayer. I love that. Thank you, darling. Thank You're you welcome. for being my guest. And we will definitely speak soon. If anyone has any questions about mala bead workshops or need to get in touch with Krista, all of her info, will put, I'll post it too on um, Instagram and the Facebook page when I publish the episode, awesome. which you will awesome. hear tomorrow. Thank you, my friend. Thank you for everything. Thank you. And we will speak soon. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a good one. Thanks, you too. All right. Bye. Bye-bye.